recorded live at 4 Triple Z Studios Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Zed Games. With 10 years experience and over 500 episodes, Zed Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Message us on Facebook at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, hello. We're here at Z Games and you're listening to Zara and... Hazel. Whoa! Hazel, um, how are you tonight? I'm good. Are good. you? Yeah. yeah, how are you? I'm, I'm a little bit frantic, but that's okay. I had coffee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've, got, we've got... Oh, you, you folks at home, you won't believe this. We've got gaming news, right? But I not sure only, hope so. Not only gaming news, we also have game reviews. We've got two game reviews, one from a guest reviewer, Caroline, and also from um, a really cool person whose name starts with Z. But before that, we've also got, well, <laughs> we've got the news, um, which was done, which was a bit of a joint effort this week, I believe, right? No. No? I thought... I have no idea what was going on. I took over at the last minute and did everything. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Past Hazel. Um, and I reckon it is time to actually listen to what is happening in the news. So let's hop into it. This week in gaming news. Take-Two Interactive to acquire mobile developer Zynga for $17 billion Australian dollars. Take-Two Interactive, the company behind the Grand Theft Auto games, has issued a press release stating that they've reached a deal to acquire Farmville developer Zynga for more than 17 billion Australian dollars. The deal would be the largest acquisition in the history of the video game sector and appears to follow a trend of major PC and console developers making large acquisitions of mobile games developers as a way of expanding into the mobile sector. The merger opens up the opportunity for Zynga to adapt classic Take-Two franchises such as Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, and NBA 2K for mobile platforms. The deal is expected to close in the first half of this year. LAPD officers denied appeal after being fired for ignoring robbery to catch Snorlax. Two fired LAPD officers were denied reinstatement in the California court this week after being fired in 2017 for playing Pokemon Go on the job. The pair were dismissed after a dashcam recording showed them receiving a call for backup to a robbery at a nearby department store and choosing to ignore it to play the mobile game. They left the area and spent the next 20 minutes catching Pokemon. The two were even heard discussing a Snorlax they could see on the map and the best route to take to catch it. The officers appealed their dismissal on the grounds that dashcam recordings were not meant to be used to monitor officers' conversations, but a California judge denied the appeal. E3 2022 show to remain online only for second year in a row. The massive annual games industry trade show E3 will again be held as an online virtual conference this year as COVID-19 cases surge. It will be the second year in a row of online only events for the conference in a show of caution from organizers. Last year's E3 2021 was moved to an online only event and the 2020 show was canceled entirely due to COVID-19 related concerns, making 2022 the third year with no physical E3 event. Similar trade shows, such as the Consumer Electronics Show and the Game Developers Conference, have received some criticism over the decision to go ahead with in-person events this year, despite the potential for spreading the virus during the current spike in cases. Activision Blizzard legal saga continues, and Overwatch 2 LEGO set delayed. Activision Blizzard's legal troubles related to allegations of toxic workplace culture continue as the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, or DFEH, 
has appealed a decision preventing it from intervening in the settlement of a federal lawsuit. The developer settled with the US Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in September with the creation of a compensation fund totaling 25 million Australian dollars. The California DFEH has attempted to intervene in the settlement over concerns it could release Activision Blizzard from pending California lawsuits. At the same time, LEGO has announced that they are reviewing their partnership with Activision Blizzard due to the aforementioned allegations, and pausing release of the upcoming Overwatch 2 Titan LEGO set, which was due to hit shelves in February. Now for some upcoming releases. 4-player co-op shooter The Anacrusis is releasing to early access on PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox One today, January 13th, along with the PlayStation and Xbox ports of Mushroom Wars 2. January 14th sees the critically acclaimed God of War finally coming to PC. That's all this week in gaming news. Thank you for that, Hazel. Thank you, me. Thank you, you, um, and past you. Um, now, I feel like there is quite a lot of... I Look, I just really want to get into the meat of the news, which is the fact that the, a couple of cops were like, should we, should we go catch that Snorlax that's over there? Because, like, <laughs> on the one hand... I mean, our tax, our tax, I mean, this isn't our taxes, but someone's tax dollars are paying for that. But that's extremely relatable. Who, who hasn't, like, There's some to... transcripts that you can read from the in-car recording, and they're really top-notch. Just, like, it's just, you know, it's just like, well, at the end of the day, I mean, maybe, maybe I skipped a class to go catch a... A Pokemon, but you know I haven't ignored a robbery, so I feel pretty good about my priorities. Yeah, um, could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, and you know what? I know that I know what I can't resist, so I'll never be a cop. I also really love that their defense, like in the in the in the court <laughs> appeal, their defense to try and get rehired is, but you're not supposed to listen to that. Well, like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> We all have conversations while working, and you know, if I if I had a if I had a body cam that was recording my conversations while I was like making coffee at work, I think, you know, I'd want that deleted immediately. Um, but also, I work at a cafe. It's not. It's not. This is apples and oranges. Yeah. Um, but I just I just think that's. And this would be the equivalent of recording you poisoning a customer or something <laughs> yeah uh, just kind of like hmm i just spilt chemicals into this cappuccino um but look there is an eevee over there and i'm pretty sure it could be a shiny <laughs> uh i think that's enough for the news um you know there's other stuff but i'm just i'm just really i'm just really taken by the whole pokemon thing so um this is zed games at four triple Z. you're listening to zara and hazel um, but you're not going to listen to us for a few minutes. Instead, you're going to be listening to a guest review by our very own Caroline for The Binding of Isaac. So let's hop right into it. Hey! You are Isaac. A small, naked boy. You enter a room. It is dark, and the walls are made of flesh. There is a pile of poop on the ground in front of you, and you cry on it. The poop is destroyed, and a coin pops out of it. You will take that coin and use it to buy a jar of flies. 
Later, you will find a secret room where you can make a deal with the devil in exchange for severed parts of your dead cat, which you you will use to help defeat a giant fetus by crying on it. After defeating this foe, you are rewarded with a placenta. I'm pretty sure you eat it. The Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, is a shooter with roguelike elements rendered in a pixel art style reminiscent of its Flash game roots. The game's aesthetic draws heavily from Christian themes and iconography. And poop. So much poop. The game is like a Bible study meets a third grader's sense of humour. As the titular character Isaac, you explore a maze of randomly generated rooms, picking up items and defeating monsters as you descend deeper into the basement and what lies beneath to escape from your religious mother who has been hearing the voice of God telling her to murder you to prove her faith. The game plays akin to a bullet hell shooter. You control Isaac and make sure to dodge enemies in their attacks while shooting back at them, while crying at them. Each floor of the run increases in difficulty as you go. Each run of Binding of Isaac starts you afresh, and as you progress you can find various items that can help or hinder you. Items can be either passive, which affects your stats or provides a certain effect like flight, or activated and fall into one of several categories. These can interact with each other to form synergies, giving each run a distinctly different feel depending on what items you found. There are a few things more satisfying than finding just the right combination of items on a run that works so well that it feels like cheating. Although, on the flip side, there are a few things more frustrating than picking up an item that ruins your entire build. Whether you defeated the final boss or you died horribly, a new run is a fresh start, a new layout, new items, and new possibilities, but it doesn't stop there. No two runs are the same with new items, characters, levels, and challenges to unlock giving Binding of Isaac pretty much endless replayability. The game also has three DLCs available for it, each adding new modes, characters, items, enemies, achievements, rooms, and challenges. There is so much content available for this game. The music is an instrumental soundtrack with soft, chilling, ambient music for each stage of the game, which morphs into a more intense style for boss fights. It really gives each level its own sense of place, with the cave's level having a damp and dingy vibe with its echoing splashes giving way to the feeling of empty and forgotten decomposition as you enter a secret room, the music shifting to give each type of special room its own theme. Whether you're picking up a coin or a heart, crying onto a poop, or activating an item, the Binding of Isaac has a distinct sound effect for each. It is a beautiful, creepy, and at times disgusting sounding game. I love this game. The satisfaction of getting familiar enough with the item pools to know which item to pick and which one to skip, that manic glee when I get lucky and manage to create a build that is so overpowered to the point where I can just walk into a room and the enemies just die around me as I do nothing, and the weird little pet things that I've picked up just obliterate them. How it's never too frustrating to die on a bad run because, oh well, the next one will be different. I can and have stayed up all night, lost in the uh, just one more run loop. I have 1,277 hours in this game as of writing this. I'm gonna go play it some more after I'm done here. And I am fighting the urge to get The Binding of Isaac Rebirth on Nintendo Switch so I can cry on poops while I myself poop. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth can be bought bought from Humble Bundle, Steam, and the Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox stores.
thank you for that one, Caroline. And I hope that uh, you are actually playing the Binding of Isaac right now while also listening to Hazel and I. Because um, I would actually be a little bit sad if you weren't. <laughs> um, let's see if you can hit 2,000 hours. Um, please don't ignore your chores. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Um, I'm not going to play it. I've watched Caroline play it already. <laughs> um, and I am overwhelmed with everything that's happening. Uh, it, you know, um, power to you, Caroline, for being able to play it like every day. It's the kind of game you either play like once or for the rest of your life. Yeah, um, and I don't think, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a, it's a it's a interesting game that's for sure. Um, a little gross. All right. Well, coming up next, we've got a review from you. Oh, who could have foreseen this? I had not me. I did a review. No. You've never done such a thing. I've never done a single review before in my entire life until now. But we've got Zara reviewing Bright Memory Infinite. A game I know nothing about. (laughs) Except for the five minutes you were able to watch before it crashed. Yeah. (laughs) But a fascinating game nonetheless. Let's hear it. Have you ever wanted to work for a mysterious organization with high-tech gear? Have you ever wished you could wield a futuristic laser sword? Do you want to sprint around with pyrokinetic powers, a ridiculous amount of bullets, a bunch of guns, some of which can launch grenades, electric bullets, or just spray fire, while the world around you flies off into a black hole in the sky? Are you okay with not really knowing what on earth is going on? Then I got the game for you. Bright Memory Infinite is the expanded and completed version of Bright Memory Episode 1, a first-person shooter with a lot of hacking and slashing in a detailed and beautiful realistic world. Bright Memory is a fast-paced game that knows how to escalate and escalate hard. There's a lot to this game and yet not that much at all. What I mean by that is that it's pretty linear, you have a few weapons and abilities and a handful of enemy types to face off against. However, there is a satisfying level of detail to the mechanics, from movement to the guns you use, and the environment you progress through. So, your abilities. Well, you have a special sci-fi arm that lets you drag enemies towards you from far distances, and then you can just explode that enemy with a flex of your hand. You also have a special sci-fi sword that can slice and dice your enemies like a hibachi chef demolishes a prawn. Your sword can also launch laser waves, making it a ranged weapon as well. You know, in case you want to switch up from your overpowered ridiculous guns. You have an auto rifle initially, and eventually you unlock other guns, including an auto pistol that shoots electric bullets and a sniper rifle. Each gun also has a secondary ability, so your sniper rifle can also shoot grenades, and your auto rifle shoots bigger bullets. Bright Memory also gives you so many bullets all the time. And it's really satisfying switching between your weapons and just being this whirlwind of death and destruction. The audio and animation adds to this as well, so each attack and weapon feels weighty. But that's not all. You also have movement abilities like double jumping, run along walls, I mean dodging attacks, blocking melee attacks and bullets with your sword. 
This game is going to throw enemies at you and you're just going to have to deal with all of them. Darting all over the place, switching between grenades and shotguns and swords, oh my. You can play frantically, recklessly and with minimal thought. Sometimes you'll have to be strategic, but there's not much you can't solve with a sword and a lot of bullets. And the ability to explode enemies with your mind. All these abilities and weapons can be upgraded as you find relics throughout the world, encouraging you to do a bit of digging and crate breaking. And you'll need those upgrades in order to face the storm ahead of you. Literally, you're caught into the situation because there was an unusual storm happening. So of course you have to fly there with a futuristic plane with warp technology, which reveals the cause of the storm, an actual black hole in the sky. And of course we have to head right towards it, because although we don't really know what's going on, General Lin and his army are there and apparently that means bad news. Also, you get a car for one section of the game. It's a really fancy car, and I felt bad driving it into tanks and stuff, but even driving through mud and bullets feels satisfying, and it's only a 5 minute long portion of the game. Have I mentioned this game knows how to escalate? You get called in to check out a storm, find a black hole, and you have to take out a bunch of regular baddies. But now there's a time rift, I guess, and ancient soldiers are also fighting you, and sometimes giant statues, wild pigs, a guy who's on fire, and you'll be fighting in the middle of floodwaters, on the back of a plane flying directly into the black hole, mountains, bridges, a busted up cafe. I had to take a break, put down my controller, and just ground myself for a little bit. I do have a few gripes. The game throws you into this wacky situation and I just wish I knew more about it than the most bare bones background information possible. Who is General Lin? Why is he here? What does he have to do with the black hole? How are we stopping a black hole? We keep going towards it like we know what we're doing but the guy on comms is like, I don't know, go check it out. The game is pretty linear and it boxes you into one path and one path only. We have these movement abilities and a grappling hook. It would have been fun to do more with that and encourage a bit of exploration. The upgrade relics are right in the main path, so they're not doing much exploration-wise. The movement is also a bit janky, the wall climbs and jumps in particular. Most of the time it's not something you'd really notice, but it does feel frustrating in some areas, especially when you have to pull off a slightly more challenging maneuver. It would slow me down a lot of times. The sound adds a lot to this game but only the environmental and action sounds. The thud 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 of my gun shooting combined with the recoil and screen shake is delicious. Hearing the rain and storm, the plane engine screaming is overwhelming, straining to listen to the patrolling guards so I can steep on them with a meat cleaver. It's good. The voice acting, dreadful. You have one of the bad guys laughing like a caricature, not in a fun way. The other bad guy just sounds like he was told to mimic a James Bond villain, but he never actually watched a James Bond movie in his life. The only character with decent voice acting is Wake, and he has maybe five lines. I love him. Now, here's the main thing about this game. It's actually really short. My first run was just over two hours long. My first run. Because this game encourages you to make multiple runs. Not to explore different paths or outcomes or anything, just to do the exact same journey but with harder enemies, all your upgrades, and do it quicker this time. If you do, you might unlock some alternative costumes for Sheila. Like a cheerleader outfit. Or a bikini. Would have been cool to have a skin that looks like the ancient warriors, but okay. But hey, it's so satisfying to play that I do find myself thinking about making another run. See if I can improve my time. I just would have liked some variety, and the ending... you won't.
it was building up to something truly epic. And just as I was processing what was happening, it was over. And you're supposed to just do it again? I do feel a bit cheated. I had a lot of fun. I'll play it again. But it's actually a lot of really awesome frosting on a pretty plain cake. Bright Memory Infinite is available on PC, iOS, Android, and the Xbox Series X. And published by FYQD Studio and Playism. That was Zara's review of Bright Memory Infinite. You're uh, listening to Zed Games. I actually have a correction to make. Uh, the main character's name isn't Sheila, even though it should be pronounced Sheila. It's spelt Sheila. It's Shelia. And I don't like it. Me either. Just Shelia. It's, it's fine, I guess. It's fine. Um, if you had to be a color, what color would you be? Purple. Purple. I, I don't even know why. I mean, I... Yeah. I asked, not because I didn't know, um, but for the audience at home. I would be pink, by the way. Um, Shocker. They don't know what I look like! <laughs> I have pink hair in a pink bag, and if I could, I would probably be wearing like a pink uniform at work, but no, we had to be cool and... Cool and, I don't know, stuff like that. Uh, how are you doing, Hazel? I'm good. I've really enjoyed these two reviews that we just had. Yeah? How are you feeling? Because you're currently in the hot seat. It's fine. Yeah? Yeah. yeah I'm that... in control. Yeah, things haven't exploded, which is, uh, you know, you're doing better than um, some of my earlier guys. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part about being in the hot seat? Definitely turning things on and pushing the sliders. It is pretty satisfying. So um yeah, like, it's nice to just press those buttons and push sliders, and you're just like, hoo, 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 hoo. I, listeners, they're good buttons. They're good buttons. You get like, a good clunk in there. Yeah, like, you feel the clunk as well. It's like a <coughs> and you're just like, ooh, that's a good button. I would like to talk to whoever makes these panels and just be like, that's a good button you did there. Do you think they play tested it? <laughs> and they were like, we're going to test these buttons. We're going to make sure they're really satisfying. They probably shop around for the switches underneath to make sure they're nice and yeah. clicky. Yeah, because you want to know that it's pressed down. I mean, they light up when they're pressed down, but like you want to be able to feel the button being activated. Um, that's just my thoughts, though. Like, I don't know. They're probably just like, yeah, these are good buttons, and just put them in. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking more about Bright memory oh. um extra thoughts extra thoughts i wish that wake had more lines because he was just like he flew in in a helicopter with a with a car like a really fancy looking car i don't know a car expert so i would say this is like i don't know a ferrari or a lamborghini one of those like high-end cars they just had a machine gun strapped to it and like he was like what whoa whoa what because he's getting machine gun. yeah and he was just like you dropped this car off for me, and I was just like, oh, thank you, Wake, I love you. And he just... And then he comes in, and it's just... I want... I really hope there's more to this game, but I just want it to be like... I don't want the comms guy. I forget his name. He's nothing to me. I don't want the comms guy anymore. I want Wake 
on comms. He tried to save my life at the end. And I think he deserves much more. And also he's the only one who had voice acting that wasn't unbearable. Maybe he was the one person with a real voice actor and they didn't want to pay him for more lines. No! I will pay wake myself. No. I don't have enough money. (laughs) You don't. I will write a fan letter myself to wake. I will handwrite it and I'll put it into an envelope and post it with a postage stamp. Do we still do stamps yes oh, yeah. we do we do we do right yeah stamps yeah. are important yeah 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 um if you didn't have stamps what would people collect uh, that is a very good point and that is kind of wisdom you can expect here at said games and it is coming up to the end of the night here for everyone um i do just want to remind everyone that if you missed on the news or the reviews or you just like want to listen to them again or read them with the words um, you can just find us on Facebook at zedgames.au and we upload everything there. We've got everything from the news to the reviews. We've also got memes, if that is your cup of tea. Um, and they're pretty funny memes as well. I see them and I think... And I think... And I think... Huh. That's pretty funny. Um, but yeah... Just if you missed out, you just tuned in and you're like, oh, no, I missed said games. Don't worry, we're still here. It is all good. Um, but we're actually not going to be here for much longer. Um, Hazel, do you have any last words? Goodbye, listeners. Good- what you- that sounded so ominous so, for some reason because you're just like, goodbye. Goodbye, listeners. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, check out our podcast on Spotify. Or follow us on social media at ZEDGamesAU. See See you next time. time.